Welcome to the Enlightened Musician Podcast, a podcast all about the music business and learning how to turn your art into an equally successful business, flipping the mentality of a starving artist into a profitable, sustainable career. Each week, we will interview someone that is excelling in their field and talk tips and tricks on how you can implement that for yourself. Because honestly, how can you know what you don't know until you've been enlightened? Welcome to another episode of the Enlightened Musician Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Light, and on today's episode, you're in for such a treat. I was on the edge of my seat throughout our whole conversation, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. So for my next guest, he has been the basis for artists such as Janelle Mose, Lecrae, Ashley Simpson, Evan Ross, and so many more. He has played the White House not once, but twice, Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Fallon, Coachella, and the list goes on, along with scoring bass for movies Ferdinand and Rio 2. And honestly, that's only scraping the surface. So let's just get to it. Here is Brandon Gilliard. All right, Brandon, I'm so excited to have you today. And I've met you a while back, and I'm so excited to hear your story. So let's just actually start from the beginning. Kind of just do a quick recap and fill us in on how you kind of started with bass and how you are today, where you've gotten to where you are today. Okay, I got you. So I guess it, it really started pretty early on because my, my daddy plays guitar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he uh, playing in church. And, uh, he, he, you know, my parents have pictures of me when I was like probably like three years old. <laughs> Kind of, kind of standing on top of my daddy's amplifier while he's playing in church, and I had a, I had a little Muppet baby, <gasps> you know, guitar back, back in the yeah. day, and it was a toy, and of course it wasn't even plugged up to anything, but I would, I would stand on top of the thing, and I thought I was playing because I was three. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he, he, over the years, he slowly started teaching me how to play guitar, and I think by, let's see. When I was so here, here's the funny thing. When I when I was a kid, I used to play. When I really, you know, got like maybe five, six years old, I used to play. I used to play a six string guitar like a bass. Oh wow! And, you know, like I, I didn't want a chord thing. I wanted to play bass lines on a guitar. <laughs> so, you know, I remember when I was somewhere around eight years old, uh, my daddy used to have a uh, a gospel quartet uh, band. Mm-hmm. You know, do you know what gospel quartet yeah. is? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So uh, anyway, the bass player quit one night at rehearsal, and I was like, oh, gosh, it's my chance. <laughs> so my if, my daddy was like, what are we going to do with that? Now we have a bass player. And I was like, daddy, daddy, I know, I know, I know the songs. And, you know, he, he was like, okay, Brandon. <laughs> you know, so he was like, you know, Brandon can probably get us through the rest of rehearsal. I had been sitting at home, like, practicing those songs. So I knew those songs like the back of my hand. And uh, so we, we got to the rest of the rehearsal and they're like, oh, wow, you do know the songs. And uh, so that day I became the bass player for the band, even though I, you know, I was playing it on the guitar. So I remember the next week my daddy went to a pawn shop and he bought me my first little bass guitar. Uh, I love that. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, slowly, you know, after that, I started playing for the, you know, the church that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. I would play for the kids' choir, and then by the time I was, uh, I guess by the time I got to middle school, I was playing for like the adults, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the adult choir. Uh, now, you know, I did, uh, I did marching band and all that good stuff. I, uh, I played, 
I started out on saxophone in the marching band. And then when I got to the the eighth grade, okay, so the high school band didn't have like a lot of members. Mm-hmm. So they, they started putting the eighth graders in the high school band. So I started playing bass for the, the high school band when I was in the eighth grade. And, uh, you know, I was just a, your typical band nerd, like bandless life and all that good stuff. <laughs> Isn't it though? Everyone has to do band. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Were, were you a band? I was. I played trombone. That's such a random fact nice. for everyone. Probably no one knows that, but I, I actually know how to play trombone. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you still play it? No, I don't. I do have a trombone still, and I could probably wing it. You know, I, I see, I, I remember I became the, the drum major for the high school band by the time I was in like the 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at that point, you know, it was a lot of conducting and stuff, but I was still, I would still march onto the field with my bass. You know, I had like a, I had this thing I called Amp 2D2. And it was a, uh, <laughs> Star Wars fan? It was basically, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm kind of, a, you know, I'm kind of a nerd in several ways. Like, uh, so growing up and still, like, I was, I was really big into like kind of engineering different little things. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I made, I made this little platform that I could roll my amp on and, uh, you know, somebody would pull the amp for me. Uh-huh. And it, it also, it was like a battery, like a car battery <gasps> and a power and power inverter. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I powered my bass amp, you know, so like I could go out in the middle of the field and play bass. That's actually uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> like, and you're like, oh, I was kind of a dork about it, but no, like that's really amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, well here, here's the coolest part about it. I had a wireless system. Mm-hmm. On, you know, kind of attached to that whole contraption. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my ninth grade year, I would march with the marching band and I would leave the amp on the sideline. Is <laughs> Right? Yeah. It's weird, I know. No, I love it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, when I became the drum major, it, it, I just kind of started, you know, I would play bass for the cadence, mm-hmm. like, marching onto the field, and I'd, I'd just lay my bass on the, on the ground and do my salute, and we do the marching band show. Uh, so anyway, out of high school, uh, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to be a music major. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me back up. So I started reading music somewhere around the sixth grade. You know, I started reading uh, Triple Clef because, mm-hmm. you know, I played alto saxophone. And I, I learned how to read bass clef later on in life. But, okay, so somewhere around the eighth grade, I was, I remember I was playing like a, something with the concert band and there's this guy that I really look up to or when I was a kid I really looked up to him because like he was like he was like the bass player in town like he was the guy yeah to me and I remember he came up to me and, you know eighth grade I'm like 12 years old and he, he said he saw I had music in front of me he was like oh you should read sheet music it'll mess up your ear <gasps> and you know when you're 12 years old you don't know any better you just listen to whatever an adult tells you right yeah so I quit reading music Really? <laughs> yeah. And I, I quit reading music up until I would just basically fake my way through everything. I would I would listen to somebody play it through once, like one of the tubas or something, and just, just play what they played. <laughs> uh, now, you know, it's, it's not, you know, like I, later on in life, I learned, like, the importance of reading music, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm all about it now. Mm-hmm. But uh, so around the my senior year of high school, I start, I realized I was like, okay, if I'm going to be a music major, I'm going to have to read music. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 12th grade year, I started trying to 
you know, trying to play catch up. And uh, I got into uh, a music program at the college I went to. And uh, I actually, I kind of read some of the music. I really basically for my college audition, I memorized it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I memorized it. And I played it note for note. But then I remember one of the professors came up to me. He was like, uh, can you read this? And, you know, it was oh, like, no. a, like a, a sight reading piece I had never seen. And I was just like, I'm sorry. No, I can't. <laughs> But they were, you know, he he went to the piano and started playing a few things. He was like, play, you know, he's like, just play what I just played. And I played it back to him. He's like, wow, like your, your ear is really good. So they went ahead and they accepted me into the music program. Nice. Now, over the next four years, I busted my butt, <laughs> you know, like in the practice room, like sight reading and all that different stuff, you know, and I, you know, I called up and... You know, I, I, you know, so I, I finished my music program and uh, I moved to Atlanta. Mm. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's kind of early life. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, I'm, I'm digging this story. I love it. Okay, gotcha. So I'm, I'm, you're basically getting the whole life story. There. You know, this is this is where everyone, <laughs> if they want to find out all about you, can come and just, okay. just let them just play it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So. I graduated from college in 2005 with a, a BA in music and somewhere around my freshman year, I had already decided that when I graduate, I want to move to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So the day I graduated, I loaded up my Ford Focus station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I put everything that I owned in that, in that station wagon and I stopped by my parents' house. I told my mama, I'm leaving. I'm going to, I'm leaving on that midnight train to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Oh my like, gosh, I, I love that. So here, here's the thing. I had told my mama that, like, I was, you know, four years previously, freshman year, I, I told her, like, I'm moving to Atlanta when I graduate. Mm-hmm. So fast forward four years, when I stopped by her house, she's like, hey, I told her I'm going to Atlanta. She's like, well, how long are you going to be there? I was like, I, I'm moving there. She's <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, I told you this a long time ago. She's like, but I thought you were kidding. Oh I was like, gosh. no. <laughs> like, nope. You know, and you know, my, my whole reason for moving to Atlanta was to, I knew at some point I was going to have to get my name out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole part of paying your dues. You know, everybody, everybody has to do it. Yep. Uh, so, I, you know, I moved on to Atlanta and I just started, uh, I, I remember there was this big open mic night thing called the, uh, I forget the name of it, but it was at this club called the Apache. Mm-hmm. And every Wednesday night, they would have like, you know, basically an open mic night for vocalists. And they had a house band. Uh, so basically, if you were a musician, you just kind of had to get the attention of some whoever was playing your instrument mm-hmm. and get on the stage and and hold on for dear life. <laughs> because... The Apache, you know, it was, you know, it was pretty, like, if you weren't good, like, people would let you know, you know, like, you would get laughed off the stage, or somebody would say, hey, come, they would tell whoever, whoever's supposed to be up there playing the instrument, like, hey, they would page that person back to the stage and say, get this person out of here. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was, it was hardcore. So, uh, I remember, you know, when I I graduated from college, I was 21, so, you know, like, I was, 
I wasn't really nervous. I was pretty, you know, pretty confident in what I could do, but it was, it was just like different than it's, it's definitely different than college recital hour, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so, uh, I remember I, I, I got up there and the band was playing some song. Um, it's like a Jill Scott song that I, I had really never heard, yeah. but you know, I'm pretty good at like, you know, kind of By ear. figure out pat yeah figure figure out patterns and you know I can you know I can follow a song and like a lot of times you know you know how people can like fake their way through a song at times and yep I don't I don't like faking my way through a song but sometimes you have no choice I know especially when, when it's you, live you, on stage and you th- right, right. go <laughs> yeah right right so you know I fake my way through it and uh the funniest thing happened like there was this guy this guy threw a dollar at me right <laughs> And, uh, you know, he was just kind of going nuts. And, you know, then, like, everybody else kind of started kind of getting into it, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, anyway, I get off the stage and, like, you know, like, people were kind of like, oh, man, who are you? You know, like, we've never seen you before. And I was like, I'm Brandon. You know, I had my little <laughs> business cards ready. I was handing out business cards. And this, this guy, the same guy that threw the dollar at me, he was like, man, where are you playing Sunday? I was like, nowhere. And uh, so he, he was like, dude, I need a sub for my church. Um, my church bass player or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, so like you know that was a big deal for me because you know I moved to Atlanta with I think I might have had $2,000 to my name oh wow <laughs> you, know, you know that's it's pretty it's pretty bad <laughs> hey you know what I mean like so what no I mean that's insane but like you had so much confidence about yourself too that's also good yeah. too. Well, it, it was it was basically you know you know when you get out of college you don't have any money exactly. Well, I at least I didn't. Oh, I didn't either. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Trust me, I did not so, either. So it was basically like I was like, okay, I have two thousand dollars. My rent's five hundred dollars a month. I have four months to figure this out <laughs> or move back home. You know, and you know it's like I didn't really have much to lose. Yeah. So, you know, it was just me, you know, just a 21-year-old kid with a forward focus. So anyway, so like I said, that was a big, you know, the the church thing was a big deal for me because, like, I made rent, like, Mm -hmm. in one day. And I was like, wow. Oh. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, and, like, basically after that, you know, like, I just started trying to take, you know, I moved to Atlanta with the the intent of just taking every gig I could. Mm -hmm. And that first year, like I was busting my butt, you know, like I was, you know, I was playing with a whole lot of people, like within that first year, I got to play with a lot of, you know, a lot of my musical heroes, you know, you know, like just by subbing for people and different things like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'll, I'll mention some artists later. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that, you know, the first, the first, let's see. The first few years of, of, of living in Atlanta, it I was mostly I was mostly just kind of subbing for people, mm-hmm. or or just kind of doing like the more local gigs. And there's nothing wrong with that because I was you know I was making a lot of money doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was young and I was just like, man, when am I gonna get a road gig? You know, it, it seemed like uh, I was getting passed up for all the road gigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it took a minute, but let's see, my, my first road gig with, was with the artist, uh, 
Avery Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I still work with her time to time. Uh, she was kind of getting off the off the ground at that point, and I I, rec- I recorded based on her first album with her. Um, actually, ended up I've actually recorded all well, every one of her albums since then. Nice. But, uh, so basically, we recorded the album, and we kind of started on the ground, and you know we started doing some road stuff. And uh, my first fly date was with her. Uh, my first. Well, actually, my first time on a plane ever <laughs> was, uh, I think that was 2010. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like I said, you know, I was in Atlanta just hustling for five years before I actually had a fly date, which is, it, it seemed like a long time to me because, you know, I know there were people that were moving to town and they would get like a, a road gig like immediately. Mm-hmm. So um, started playing with her. 2010 and uh you know we started doing a, a good many things and then i remember so okay so here's the thing and you know this when when you have a road gig that doesn't mean like that's all you do like yes you know like you might have a road gig but you, you you're still playing at joe's yeah crab shack <laughs> or whatever <laughs> you know the next day yeah you know like it's it's, it's you know it's, it's all work you you have to do it to kind of keep your, you know, kind of stay seen, mm-hmm. you know, all that, that whole thing. Um, so anyway, so I, I played with her for uh, probably a good year and a half. And then I started playing this kind of other blues kind of road gig thing. We're doing a lot of festivals. Mm-hmm. So I was doing the blues thing and then doing Avery Sunshine at the same time. And on top of that, I had started doing this thing where I was I was going to Nashville, like uh, about twice a month mm-hmm. because I wanted a country gig. Really? Uh, I wanted a country gig bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I I was, you know, I had the the whole outfit. You know, I had the <laughs> the boots, the whole the whole shebang. Like I was, you know, I was you know really going there to kind of play the the Broadway Street mm-hmm. stuff or or BB Kings and stuff like that. Oh, BB King's um, awesome. I love going there every time I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I was just trying to, you know, I was trying to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted a country gig. So, during that same period, that same period of time, I was, um, one night I was doing a gig in Atlanta, and it was like a corporate gig. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm loading in my gear, and this random guy just calls, and he was like, Hey man, you probably don't remember me. Uh, we we recorded Avery Sunshine's first album some years back, and uh, his name was Terrence Brown, and um, he played keyboard on on Avery Sunshine's first album. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember you, man. And uh, he was like, dude, I have this artist that uh, I'm working with, and we need a bass player. And um, I was like, who is it? He was like, Janelle Monet. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I was like, dude. I, I was like, man. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of running late uh, for this gig, so I, I need to call you back. So I was like, <laughs> you mind if I hit you? If I hit you back later? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. No, I didn't know. Who, I didn't know who you know. That's probably best. It was, you know, it was not. It wasn't. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to him. I, I just had a gig right yeah. now. I just, I need, I needed to load in before I got fired. Right. That's so funny. So, though. so I, I, I played that gig that night, right? Mm-hmm. And 
I remember I you played. I went home. Oh, you didn't play the gig with her. I got you. You played that gig. No, 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 no. Gotcha. The corporate, yeah, corporate band gig. Yeah, I loaded in, played the gig. Um, went home, and the next day I'm just sitting in my apartment. Somewhere around noon that day, I'm like, "Oh man, crap! I didn't call him back." <laughs> and I was like, "What was the artist's name?" And uh, I, I found a note in my phone that said her name. I was like, "Okay," so I, I got on Google. That's so funny. <laughs> and I was like, "What the crap?" <laughs> And, and I seriously almost broke my phone trying to call him back. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we talked about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, heck, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm interested. And um, so he, basically, so Janelle Monae's albums, I, I recorded on the, uh, what's the name of that album? The Electric Lady. Oh, nice. I recorded based on Electric Lady. So we, we, we started, before I actually ever played a show with her, they actually kind of brought me in to record, you know, record some of the beginning parts of the electric lady. Mm-hmm. So we did that and, you know, and they, you know, they liked me and all that good stuff. And then, and then like, uh, I guess maybe like a few weeks later, um, they were like, yeah, we like, you know, we like you to play bass on some shows. And, uh, I was like, cool. And, um, you know, so I was like, when's the show? And they're like, well, it's uh, three days from now. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, cool. I was like, so you send me something, to, you know, to listen to. So they sent me, like, basically the, the recording off of the board, the soundboard. Oh, my gosh. And I had, like, three days to learn it. <laughs> and I basically just put that thing on repeat. And our first show was uh, Bear Cruz, Mexico. And I forget the name of the, the festival, but it was, like, maybe 15,000 people. Isn't that insane how fast that went? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the funny thing is that's how music works. Mm-hmm. It does. A lot of the time. It does. <laughs> you know that. You know that. You just get put in situations. You're like, how in the world did I get this opportunity? And it just, yeah. Right. So I'm loving this. And you just have to, you just have to be ready. It's mm-hmm. either sink or swim. Exactly. Three days to learn um, all this. Yeah. So I, I learned that show. Um, we went to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for my first time out of the, out of the country. And it was the most amazing, at that point in my life, it was like the most amazing thing that ever happened. I'll tell you, the hardest part for me was, okay, so I did that show. We didn't have a rehearsal. Oh, it was basically like, learn this and learn the dance moves off of the, off of YouTube. <gasps> you had to do the <laughs> dance too? I didn't even realize. <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm not going to say I, I <laughs> The the bass playing, I think I did a good job playing bass, but dancing, no. Uh-uh. That's fair. <laughs> I, I give you so, so much more credit now that I know there's dance moves involved. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of dancing with Janelle. <laughs> um, so, you know, that was the first gig with her. The second gig we played was the Sydney Opera House. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played two sold-out nights at the Sydney Opera House. Um, and, like... So basically that gig was, for me, it was like, I went from playing just like bars every night mm-hmm. to like some of the biggest venues in the world. Uh, we, we played Coachella twice. Nice. Uh, and then uh, we played at uh, the White House during um, what? the Obama, Obama era. Yeah, I played at the White House twice. That's, and so you met him? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Nicest guy I've ever, he's so nice. Like even though he's he was the most powerful man on the planet, like he was just so just down to earth and nice to everybody. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I know I'm getting way off subject, but do you want to hear an Obama story? I do. It's time okay. for an Obama story. I'm ready. All right. All right. So, okay. So the first time I played at the White House was for the Easter egg roll. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, 2012. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, now, the second time I played at the White House was Obama's second inauguration. Mm-hmm. And I think that was 2013. If I'm, if I'm, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right. So I'll start on the plane. So, it, <laughs> well, actually, let me start before that. So it, it, it was. Um, all right. So the we weren't supposed to talk about it ahead of time, right? Of course. This, you know, like this is, you know, it's, it's the White House. Like everything's very secretive, uh, you know, for security reasons. Mm-hmm. So. I'm on the plane, right? You know, and I'm I'm flying to DC. And you know, I always I always carry my base with me. So I have my base with me and I get on the plane, I put it in the overhead, and the lady next to me, she's just really talkative. She's like, uh, you know, she's like, uh, so are you a musician? I was like, Yes, ma'am. She's like, Okay, cool. She's like, uh, what are you playing? I was like, uh, I can't really say. <laughs> and she was like, the inauguration's going on this weekend. I mean, not weekend, but, you know, inauguration's going on. I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's like, where are you playing? She asked me again. I was like, I really can't say. She's like, you're playing the inauguration, aren't you? I was like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> really, but I did not say I, I, that I am. So. Yeah. She, she, I was like, yeah, maybe. She's like, oh, my gosh. You're for the inauguration. And I was like, maybe. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she, she was like, oh, my gosh. She's like, what's that like? And I was like, well, I don't know what it's like yet. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. But she, you know, she was like, she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, but, like, you, you're playing stuff like this. Like, what's your life like? And I was like, okay, well, tonight I'm playing – somewhere in dc yeah <laughs> you know i'll still try to keep it a little secret but you know like sure ain't it. <laughs> um and uh i was like tomorrow night i mean tomorrow night i'm playing a little hole in the wall in spartanburg south carolina and i'm gonna be playing from 10 to 1 and nobody's gonna know my name and nobody's gonna care <laughs> and we're gonna be playing 12 bar blues the whole night so you know there's nothing wrong with that no but you know, I, I I was telling her that to let her know, like, yeah, basically, music is, it's you know, it's it's ups and downs, you know what I mean? But like, you know, for me, the way I look at it, it it's all going to the same same bank bank account. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I'm playing the White House tonight, but like tomorrow night, I'm playing somewhere else. It's not like I'm some big time celebrity all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, yeah, I play some cool stuff. I play some some, some not so cool stuff, but sometimes that not so cool stuff actually pays me more. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you know, it, it's just you know, it's just ups and downs. Anyway, that was. Let me get off of that. <laughs> um, okay, so we get to DC. Uh, you know, when it's time to play, you know, it was, you know, it's getting time, you know, get closer to time. We went through all the security checkpoints. I, I want to say it was like three or four checkpoints we had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we got to, you know, I don't even know 
the names of all the rooms in the White House. I'm not gonna pretend I do, but <laughs> we waited. We waited in this room, kind of in the bottom, kind of bottom area. I think we're in like maybe the basement or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where our uh, our green was green room was. So we kind of waited down there. You know, on the walls you see like pictures of all the the other artists that played in the White House over the years. Uh, you know, and I was like, oh man, this is really cool. Uh, but anyway, so. So closer to time to actually perform, we're kind of waiting, waiting backstage. Um, I can't remember which wing it was. It, it was either the east or the west. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember which which room it was. But we're we're waiting, kind of waiting in the area, and Secret Service is everywhere. And all of a sudden, they 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 give President Obama's code name, and then you know they said he's 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 approaching the room, and all of a sudden. President Obama like walks in and he's like, "Hey, everybody!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, he walks in. Uh, he, he's like, "Thank you guys for being here." Um, he walks around like you know, Janelle had a big band. Like I think we had maybe twelve, thirteen people on stage. Oh, gosh, <laughs> and like you know, like whole crew and everything was like twenty six, something like that. Mm-mm. Yeah, we traveled with a lot of people. Uh, Anyway, so he starts walking around. He's shaking everybody's hands, and uh, like he, he's about to get to me, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> the president is, is going to shake my hand." So he gets to me. He's like, "He's like, thank you, know, thanks for being here." And he he grabs me, he pulls me in, and he daps me up. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, the president just dapped me up." <laughs> you know, it was it was just like the most like I guess like surreal kind of moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, you know, he's like, all right, have a good show. He walks out, and uh, a few minutes later, they tell us that we're on. We get on the stage, and it's, it's just, like, just a room full of, like, everybody, like, every celebrity you can think of. Like, there's, there's Oprah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, there's John Mayer. There's <gasps> uh, Katie. Uh, wow, I can't even think of her name. Perry? J- Katie Perry, yeah. So Katy Perry and John Mayer were dating at the time. Oh my gosh! Uh, you know, it, just everybody was in that room, right? So we play the show of, you know, like Obama and and, and uh, well, uh, Barack and Michelle. They're they're sitting, you know, kind of sitting right in the front, you know, kind of just kind of dancing around <laughs> and stuff, and and uh, you know, it, it was great. So we we play the show. We get off the stage. Uh, at that point, you know, like, we, so we, we went in, you know, had our time in our green room. And then we went, we went out in the room with everybody else. And at that point, they had a DJ. So we, we walked back in the room to kind of mingle with everybody. Um, you know, just like random people, like random people were like, uh, well, I can't think of names right now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But anyway, so uh, I do remember at one point, like the, the weirdest moment was when uh, John Mayer saw me, right? Yeah. And he was like, he's like, you play bass with Janelle, right? Oh, I was like, my yeah. gosh. And uh, I was like, yeah. He was like, he's like, man, you sounded good. I was like, thank you. And uh, I was like, I was like, so I know your bass player, uh, Pino Palladino, mm-hmm. was playing was playing bass for John Mayer at the time. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, Pino. And he does this like guitar figures thing. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Pino's a bad man. I was like, and when he did that, I was like, John Mayer's a real musician. 
<laughs> you know, because he, he did the he did the guitar fingers. You know that you know yeah. like the whole you know how musicians we, we were like, hey man, yeah, yeah. guitar fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, like, so here was the, this was the craziest thing. Like, we we weren't supposed to like give out any business cards. Like, I was just like, man, I want to give John Mayer a business card so badly right now, <laughs> but I couldn't. <laughs> um, and um, we weren't supposed to take pictures. Yeah. Um, there may be pictures. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not saying that I took them because I wasn't yeah, supposed to. But if yeah. there's memories, who knows? <laughs> yeah, there, there, there may be memories. <laughs> I don't blame but, you. I've done the same thing. It, the, the funniest thing was, was I, you know, I don't, I don't think it really matters at this point. But, like, I was trying to do this thing where I kind of had my phone kind of up against my chest. <laughs> kind of, like, snap a few pictures. <laughs> and one of the Secret Service guys saw me. And uh, he kind of looked at me and then kind of looked the other way. And I was like. Okay, all right, he's cool. That's, he he would have done the same thing too. He was like, "I don't see right. you." Right, right. <laughs> um, so you know, it, it it was just it was just the the craziest thing. Um, so this this party lasted till I think maybe two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and at that point, uh, you know, uh, Obama got the mic and you know he's like, "Thank you everybody for you know all of this," and you know he was going to retire for the night. So. I really, really wanted a picture with the president. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I also wanted to like tell him thank you for having us. So, I approached him very slowly uh, because you know Secret Service they they don't play. Yeah. Uh, so I, I approached him very slowly. I, I give him my phone to Janelle's percussion player. I was like, man, I was like, if if I'm able to get close to him, take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to him and. Uh, as as he's, he's he's about to leave, I you know, I, you know, I tap him on the shoulder, and he was like, uh, he turns around. I was like, hey, I was like, I really appreciate you having us tonight. And he's like, you know, same thing. He, he pulled me in, hugged me, and he's like, hey, you guys were great. Thanks, you know, thank you. And uh, so I do have a picture. It's actually on my wall right now of the president. <laughs> I would have done the exact. Um, he hugged you too. What a precious yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um. So, you know, that, that's, that was, that was my White House experience. <laughs> um, it, it meant a whole lot to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for sev- several, several reasons. So, um, yeah, that's the White House story. <laughs> that's phenomenal. I was like on the edge of my seat for that whole entire thing. I love it. So, um, so oh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me can, I, can I say something, one more thing? Yeah, definitely. So we okay. So this was all kind of secretive. Uh, the next day, this is how I know sometimes the news doesn't get stuff right. Yeah. So the next day, I'm I'm sitting there with a restaurant in D.C. and um, I'm looking at this newspaper, and the newspaper says, uh, "Who was it? It said Kelly Clarkson plays White House." <laughs> and Kelly Clarkson was there but she didn't play. Yeah. And then I, you know, I see some, some other things on like the internet talking about Usher rocks the white house. <laughs> Usher was also there. Right. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they were just trying to piece things together based off of. Cause they had no idea. Yeah. This, so yeah. Like they, they weren't, they weren't actually inside of it. They, just, they were just kind of like, Oh, we saw this person, you know, 
near the White House or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, oh, let me tell you this too. So we, so after we played, we we actually did get to go to the uh, the Oval Office, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know, we got to walk around there, and and there may be pictures of of me <laughs> at the desk. There, they, just maybe. There may be. <laughs> you know, it it was great. Um, and then uh, I remember there was there were apples uh, on a table in, in that room. Yeah. And I, I so I, t- I took two of them, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I ate one and I was like, this is the most amazing apple I have ever tasted. You know, I'm sure it was just like a regular yeah. apple, but like. But it was, it was the like, best. It had, a, it, had, it had the White House on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I took one home and I put it in the freezer and I still have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. <laughs> what it looks like at this point <laughs> but you have it that's what matters that's my, my white house apple so. <laughs> that's phenomenal uh, yeah so all right okay i'm done with that story no i love that <laughs> you should like find out what this apple looks like later too now that you have i don't want to you don't even i don't want to know what it looks like. <laughs> yeah it's, it's probably so down so far down in the freezer it's probably just like melted or something. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know what happens to apples after you freeze them for so long who knows yeah um but anyway, so yeah, you know that that, that was that was during the whole jo- Janelle Monet period. Um, so after you know, I I played with Janelle for two years, mm-hmm. and after that, uh, you know, it everything kind of, you know for for me, music is all about this is my career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everything has to make financial sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So after two years, even even though Janelle's gig was was great, like it was, you know, it was kind of a stepping kind of stone kind of thing. So it was like, okay, I've done this for two years. Now I need to, I need to move on to the next thing that's gonna, you know, make me make me more money. Yeah. So uh, I actually, you know, I resigned from Janelle's gig after after the Electric Lady tour. That tour was three months long. Oh wow. Um. So, you know, I resigned after that. And um, I remember people, you know, like Janelle, Janelle's gig was, you know, pretty high profile gig. Mm-hmm. And and people were just like, you know, like, well, I remember like, uh, you know how Beyonce has the beehive? Yeah. Um, Janelle had like the, uh, they call them androids or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they didn't, they didn't know the whole story. They didn't know why I quit. They didn't know that Janelle and I were, were still cool. Yeah. All you know, they just all they saw was like, I resigned, and like they would just kind of let me have it on Twitter. Oh my, god. oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I found this whole like thread of like just just going at me. Oh my gosh, you know. Um, and I, I kind of shut it down by saying like, hey, like this is not what you think it is. Yeah, you know, like we're 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 cool. It's just you know, I I just I just resigned. It's not like we hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Anyway, so, you know, I, I left Janelle's gig and I, and I, I started, uh, I just kind of started doing a lot of what I was doing before. But at that point, you know, you know, I was just, I used the fact that, you know, I played all these other different places to kind of push my price up a little bit Yeah. for, for other stuff, you know, and actually, you know, so at that point, it's like, yeah, I can do corporate band stuff and all that stuff, but actually get a a better rate. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, 
it's kind of you know I've always been a, a hustler. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you know I'm not I'm not scared to I'm not scared of loading in gear. You know what I mean? Like yep. I don't have to I don't have to have a roadie every night. Like you know like if I'm making money I'll load my gear in. That's no awesome. No problem. <laughs> um, so I did, and then uh, let's see. Let me fast forward. So about 2016. Uh, so here's another another example of how fast the music industry stuff moves. Yeah. So in 2016, I was let's see. I went to a Lecrae show. You know who Lecrae is? Yeah. Okay. He's the hip hop guy. Yeah, he's uh, good. So I went, yeah. So I went to a Lecrae show in Columbia, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and the his MD at the time, who was his drummer, uh, I I had kind of known him for a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I went to the show. And I wanted to meet Lecrae, but I actually didn't get to meet him that night. Uh, but I guess at some point in the green room. Uh, the MD probably brought me up or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the exact conversation that was had, but the MD calls me, I think basically the next day. And, uh, we're, you know, I was like, man, your show was really good. And, uh, he's like, you know, he's like, man, thank you. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, dude, would you possibly want to do Jimmy Fallon with us? What? I, I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <Okay>. maybe <laughs> this was okay. So this was Thursday. Yeah. All right. This was Thursday. Uh, Jimmy Fallon well, was going to be on, I think it was maybe Monday, if I'm getting those numbers right, mm-hmm. uh, which I think it would have been Halloween uh, 2016. So, all right. So he was basically, this is what he told me. He was like, man, like if you want to do it, uh, book your plane ticket. Uh, because you know we're 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 kind of on the road. We're moving pretty good. Like I don't think that like our managers want to like deal with that all all of that right now. So he's like, book your plane ticket. We'll reimburse you after the fact. Uh, I'll send you the music, and I'll see you in New York. I was like, cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I booked the flight, uh, and I basically just put put the song on repeat, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so here, here's here's the other crazy thing about it. So I found out later that Le- Layla Hathaway was actually singing on, going to be singing with us as well. Oh wow! You know that's Donny Hathaway's daughter. Yeah. So, so I remember. So in the back of my mind, there's always this fear when people book me for stuff like this. There's this fear that like, like I'll get there and they'll change their mind. <gasps> Or, you know, it's just that, you know, like, what if? So I didn't want to tell anybody. (laughs) I do the same thing all the time. Until it happens and it's on television, it didn't happen. I agree. Right, right. Because, yeah, I've I've been in, uh, there's there's been shows before, you know, as as many TV shows as I've done, there's been other shows where I've been sitting in the back, like sitting backstage waiting to go on. And all of a sudden somebody comes and says, we're not going on. (laughs) Yep, it does. You know I mean? It really and, does happen. I'm with you on that. I learned the hard right. way a couple times too. Right. <laughs> Don't say anything. Right, right. So, anyway, so I remember I, I took the, let's see, I think my flight was, I think maybe early Monday morning or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I landed in New York. Yeah, you know, I make my way to, uh, 
it's Fallon. That's NBC, right? I think um, so. I'm not a I think positive. That, I think that's, I think that's right. Uh, so um, make my make my way to the building. You know, you know, they I'm going through security, all that stuff, and and uh, I go up to the Jimmy Fallon studio, uh, which I, I'd actually been in there before because. Uh, so I played Saturday Night Live a few years ago, and so Saturday Night Live and and Fallon are in the same building. I think they're mm-hmm. maybe a floor apart, uh, and the the green rooms are actually. I think they're right beside each other. Yeah. Oh, actually, it might it might be the same room, to be honest. Uh, but anyway, so you know, I'm, I'm I get there and I'm waiting in the green room and I'm like, I hope, I really hope this doesn't fall through. <laughs> and uh, you know, finally after a while, I start seeing some of the crazy people come in. I was like, okay, cool, we're all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we're going we go to do a sound check and. You know, that was actually my first time, you know, like I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, you know, waiting for the artist to come on stage and I'm, I'm with the band and stuff. And, you know, Lecrae comes, you know, comes to the stage and, you know, I, I meet him for the first time. He's really cool. Mm-hmm. I meet Layla Hathaway. She's super cool. Uh, now, during during the sound check, Layla's doing her vocal warm up thing mm-hmm. where she she's like singing chords. Yeah. It's, it's the craziest thing. You, you've heard it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm standing there right beside her. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing. It's not just three, just random sounds. It is like, everything's controlled. Yeah. You know? And uh, I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> so anyway, so we, we ran the song once for sound check. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the MD is like, how's everybody feel? They're like, we're good. And, uh, I'm like okay, cool. See you. See you back in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like first time ever playing with him was on soundcheck. That's that's so common though. People have no idea. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So you know, we came back a few hours later. We did the show, and uh, you know, like you know, we got we got one take. So people don't know this. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is recorded before and actually, you know, actually airs. Really? Yeah. 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 So. You know, like there was pressure because, like, you know, if I mess up, they're not gonna unless it's just like terrible. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they wouldn't record it again. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because this is a big machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, say say I had just like messed up something just bad enough to where musicians are like, oh man, that's the worst bass player ever. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been. That's what that's what everybody would saw. Um, thankfully I, I didn't destroy anything, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm pretty good about doing my homework. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's that fear of going down in flames keeps me good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we played the show, you know, we played it. Yeah. Everybody shakes hands. We take some pictures mm-hmm. and, uh, I remember I, I was staying with my little cousin, um, in New York and I remember I got back to his, his uh, his apartment and we sat there and watched it on. Sit there and watch the show on uh on his little TV, That's his little six hundred square foot apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so okay, so here's here's the craziest thing. So I live in South Carolina. I live in like the tiniest little south town in South Carolina mm-hmm. now. All right. So during the during the years that I was was uh, touring with Janelle, I moved back to South Carolina because I realized I was paying rent. Yeah for a place that I'd never stayed 
Like I've probably that first year I played with Janelle, I probably stayed at my apartment thirty days out of that whole year. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'll, you know, I was pay, I was paying rent, and you know, rent is always more expensive than owning. So uh, during that time period, I was like, I'm buying a house. So I moved to South Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, which is where I, I grew up originally. At that point, you know, I had lived in Atlanta for eight years before I did this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I feel like I paid a, a fair amount of dues. I feel like people know my name at this point. Yeah. So I was like, I'm moving to South Carolina. I'm going to buy something, um, you know, which is kind of all, you know, it's, it all, it's all part of business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I bought a house um, and I just kind of traveled from here. Uh, and it's, it's worked out great. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the Fallon story. Okay. So <laughs> like I said, I live in this tiny little town in South Carolina. So, all right. So the next morning I, I was on the first plane back out of like the first thing smoking back out of New York mm-hmm. to, to South Carolina. So by like maybe 1030 in the morning, I'm back at my house. Oh <laughs> uh, well, back, well, not at my house, but back in South Carolina. Yeah. So, and um, everybody knows me. Like everybody knows, like I, I'm not one to like try to showboat. Mm-hmm. Like if you saw my car, you probably think like, oh my gosh, I got struggling. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's it's you know my my thing has always been like, you know, like my cars are very reliable, but like you might not be able to tell it from looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, at the time I had like a 95 Tahoe, you know. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> you know, just big, huge, four-wheel drive, mm-hmm. gas guilt this thing. So, <laughs> all right. So, there was this guy that used to, uh, he had done a fair amount of work at my house. Like, I, I bought an older house. He had rewired my house for me mm-hmm. some years back. So, I'm getting gas at the QT that morning, and I see him. And he's like, hey, hey, Gilliard. This is an older guy. He's like, hey, Gilliard. You know, he calls me Gilliard. Oh. And, uh. He's like, how you doing? I was like, I'm good. He's like, uh, you still, still, still thumping that bass? Oh man, yeah. Uh, I was like, yes, sir. He's like, you been playing anywhere lately? I was like, yes, sir. He's like, anywhere I know? I was like, well, I, I played Jimmy Fallon last night. <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, did you? All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, though. I have the same right. things happen being in North Carolina because I'm the same right. with you. It's right. uh, when you're gone. Yeah, pe- People people find it hard to believe that like you could act like planes are really fast now. Yep. You know, I don't. Th- <laughs> they, they find it hard to believe that like if I if I don't see if I see you if I've seen you in this setting, there's no way possible you could be doing something else, right? Yep. Yeah. New York's like a 45 uh, minute flight too, or maybe an hour and a half. Not bad at all. Uh, this is pretty short. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, but it, okay, so he he clearly doesn't believe me. He's like, <laughs> I'm, I, I was like, I played Jimmy Fowler last night. He was like, oh, yeah? All right. Who'd you play with? I was like, uh, Layla Hathaway and Lecrae. Oh, yeah. Did you know? <laughs> and then he names another name. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna call that name. Yeah. He calls this other name that kind of sounds similar. Like it would rhyme with it. Yeah. With one of those names. And I was like, no. I was like, uh, I was like Lecrae and Layla Hathaway. Donnie Hathaway's daughter. Oh yeah, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> and I could tell, like, he he didn't believe a word coming out of my mouth. Oh my gosh! All right, and he was like, uh, "All right, well, you keep you keep on playing that thing." Oh gosh! And uh, he's like, "I'll see you later." And I was like, "All right, see." You. 
All right. I was like, okay, he didn't believe anything I just said. <laughs> uh, so in the meantime, so, you know, like I said, small, I'm from a small town. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times when I do something on TV, like one of the local papers will get wind of it and they'll want to do like a, a piece on it. Yeah. So they, they did a piece about, you know, some sort of like country hometown boy strikes it big kind of thing. Oh gosh. <laughs> Which is so so demeaning. You know? Yeah. But uh anyway, so the next week I'm in Home Depot, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm walking around and getting something from my house called CEO. You know, and you own a house, it's like all you do is just spend all your money at Home Depot. Yeah. Oh uh, so I'm walking around and I see him again. And he's like, Get yard. I'm like, hey, <laughs> He's like, uh, hey, I saw I saw this thing in the newspaper about you. <laughs> He's like, you wasn't lying. I was like, no, sir. Why would I lie about that? Oh, my gosh. He was like, you know how people just carry on? I was like, uh, I wouldn't lie about that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, like, it was just so funny. I was like, he didn't believe any of that. And then he confirmed it. Yeah. And he was like, I thought you were lying. So funny. <laughs> So, you know, the, anyway, so that's how, you know, Fallon was where, you know, I started the, the relationship with, with Lecrae. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this music is all about relationships. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you, you build like a, a trust with your, your clients and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so I, I still work with Lecrae from time to time. I, I just, uh, I think about a month ago, I did, uh, I did a, uh, like a whole recording with uh so Lecrae's on Reach Records mm-hmm. and I I I played uh played bass with uh we did like a live studio project with with every artist on the on the Reach Reach Records label. Nice. Um and Lecrae was one of those. Um so, you know, it's 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 all about relationships, you know. So like that's that's why it's always good to even if you move on from something, mm-hmm. don't bur- don't burn the house down. Yes. As you're leaving. <laughs> You know, even if, even if you don't want, if you don't want to play with them right now, don't, don't burn it down because like, you know, you still need those relationships. The music world is very small. It seems big, but like, it's it's just a handful of people, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone knows each other. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even if you don't fit for that person that you're networking with, like you said, with the drummer, they're going to connect you some way. And I've had so many instances where it's like, I would have never thought that connection would have brought you know what it brings. So yeah, I'm with you. Networking is so key. Right, right, right. Um, speaking of that, let me tell you another quick story. Do you have time? Yes, I'm loving okay. these stories. Okay, gotcha. Um, so back when I was playing with Janelle, uh, we did a show for, so one of the guys, one of the owners of one of the, the Levi's, like Levi's jeans, mm-hmm. one of the Levi's family members was turning 60. And uh, he was having this big p- birthday party out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was basically his backyard. And I use that loosely because, like, he's rich and, like, a backyard for, like, a billionaire is different. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway, so, like, so there's this big like kind of house thing in his backyard and um and we're kind of using it as a green room. So 
For his 60th birthday, he had hired Janelle Monet, Tower Power, and Earth Wind Fire to play his birthday what? party. <laughs> right. Different, different money. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, that was a big deal for me because two of my base idols, I was about to meet two of them in the same night. Mm-hmm. Or I hope to. Yeah. So, anyway, so. I remember the Tower Power, we got there first, and the Tower Power guys kind of started trickling in. And uh, I meet Rocco, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Rocco's the funniest guy. You know, like, you know, he's, he, he's just like your typical kind of, he, he's, a, he's a sweet guy. He's, like, he's so, like, when you really get to know him, you, you realize, like, he's such a nice person. Mm-hmm. But, like, if, if you didn't know him, you just think he's like a grumpy sailor. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he's just, uh, he's just grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. But like, you know, when you, like I said, when you get to know him, it's like, it's it's just uh that's just the outside. He's you know, inside, he's got a heart of gold. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, so we're back there complaining about like the fact that we're like, oh, they put the bass players in the in the corner. So we're we're both getting you know putting on our our stage outfits and just complaining together. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. And then, um, so the Earth, Wind, and Fire guys start getting there, and uh, and I'm like, look, I'm looking for Verdine White. Uh, you know, Verdine White is is a uh, is uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire's bass player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, uh, I'm, I'm I'm walking around looking for somebody that could tell me where he is, and there's this guy, and uh, he's an older guy. And he was like, uh, I'm like, I was like, hey, I was like. Could you possibly tell me where I could find Verdi White? He's like, I think he's in uh, that other room over there. And he's like, uh, my name's Ralph. I was like, well, nice to meet you, Ralph. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm Ralph Johnson. I was like, nice to meet you, Mr. Johnson. I, I, it, I was just so like stuck on like Verdi White. I didn't realize I was talking to Ralph Johnson, oh. who was one of the original. <laughs> and you know, he, he took, you know, he he took it like, it was, you know, it, it wasn't like he was trying to be, you know extra or anything yeah. it was just he was just i think he just kind of messing with me yeah just to see like do you know you know do you know who i am you know? oh my god yeah 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 <laughs> so funny oh um, um you know it, we, we've talked several times since then you know he, he's, he's a super nice guy too <laughs> um so anyway so my one track mind i found you know i found the room where Verdine was and i'm not usually a starstruck kind of person mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i've, I've seen enough people and, and, you know, work with enough people where it doesn't, like, freak me out. Uh, so I walk in, I knock on the door, and there's Verde and White. <laughs> and I'm like, hey. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm, I'm Brandon. All of a sudden, I was 12 years old. Oh. I, I, was like, I was like, I'm, I'm Brandon. I'm, I'm Janelle Monet's bass player. I, I was like, uh. Freaking out, and he was like, he's like, and Verdi's like, hey, hey, be cool, be cool, it's, it's cool, Bree, it's cool, Aww. it's cool. You know, that's how Verdi, Verdi talks. And then, you know, he, and then, you know, kind of same thing. Like he, he, he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, so he, he kind of hugs me a little bit. And he's like, it's, it's cool. And uh, and so he he kind of he strikes up a conversation, you know, trying to trying to trying to get me to calm down, I guess, or, or whatever. So funny. And uh, so and uh, he was like, um. Uh, he was like, let's, let's exchange phone numbers. I was what? like, okay. Right? Yeah. 
Okay, and I, I I fully did not expect to ever hear from Bernie White. Yeah, because you know, like I, I was just like, I'm, I'm just gonna have his phone number, just to have it and cherish and hold, it, <laughs> hold near to my heart, and show people that I have it. Yeah. <laughs> so we do this show. Okay, so the show was crazy because like you've seen those spinning stages, ones you know, like like the rotating stages. Yeah, were you dancing on that as well? Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it was huge. That's it was insane. huge. All right, so you know, it wasn't like rotating while we were playing. Gotcha. It was just like, you know, like, okay, we played, like Janelle Monet plays, and then it rotates, and so as we're finishing, it's rotating around Tower Power. And as, as Tower Power is ending, all of a sudden, <laughs> the elements of the universe, <laughs> Earth, wind, and fire, and like, it was insane. <laughs> um, so here, here's the crazy thing. So the entire time while all this is going on, there are pictures of this guy's they're like two screens on, on each side of the stage. Mm-hmm. And these screens are just showing like pictures of this guy's life. Like baby pictures. Pictures <gasps> of him as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is hilarious. Like, we just, like all, all three of these bands just played and like right now i'm standing you know i'm standing here watching earth wind and fire play and there are baby pictures flashing on the screen that's another life that's another kind of life to have yeah right yeah i was like this is this is once again like this is different money (laughs) so anyway like he invited i think maybe a hundred people You know, so it was it was a really small, you know, it was a pretty small party, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and I remember at one point, so Verdine, this is this is how cool Verdine is. One point to that show, Verdine sees me in the stage, uh, sees me out in the, out in the audience, and uh, he kind of does this thing where he kind of like licks his finger, like <laughs> you know, like his fingers hot, yeah, and he he points at me and he does his bass lick. I was like, oh my gosh, Verdine White just pointed at me. <laughs> You're like, I will cherish this in my heart forever. <laughs> right. Okay. So, all right. So, the show is over. A week later, I'm at home, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, m- me and my wife were, were sitting there. We're about to eat dinner. And all of a sudden, my phone starts ringing. And it's burning white. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? She's like, answer it. I was like, what? <laughs> Like it, 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 you know, it was still like, it was still, it was just, it's Bernie and Mike. Yeah. You know, so I answered it, and he was like, "Hey, hey, hey, Bernie, I was just calling you just to make sure you made it home all right and all that good stuff and uh, everything good." I was like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> and uh, he's like, "I tell you what, if you ever need anything, you give me a call." Oh my god. I was like, "Thank you." Um, and I, it, it was a quick call. It was like forty-five seconds. Yeah. But Bernie and Mike called me right. That's insane. Um, now, here's the thing. So, ever since then, this was 2000. I met Verdine in 2013. To this day, we probably talk every two weeks. What? Yeah. Um, so, I said all that to say, you know, the, the relationships and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Verdine, okay. So, here's the thing about me and Verdine. Like, Verdine is a millionaire. I have nothing that I could offer Verdine. Mm-hmm. Like he's a millionaire. His career is—he's done everything that could possibly be done in music. Like 
I have nothing to offer that man. Yeah. Other other than friendship. And I think I I, I don't know why, but like he, you know he's just been a really good friend to me. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, you know though. I mean? And I, and I you know like I it means like I. Like I, I, I see him a lot, but it, it's just, it's, just, it's still like, like I was watching this thing the other night, and I was like, oh, there's Verdine, like he was, he was handing Taylor Swift an, an award. You seen the, the new uh, Taylor Swift documentary? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, oh, look. I was like, there's Verdine. So I took a screenshot of the, of the screen, and I sent it to him. I was like, hey, I was like, there you are. You're on the new uh, Taylor Swift documentary. He's like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he didn't even know, probably. That's fantastic. He, he probably did. You know what I mean? Because he, he's, you know, he's Verdine White. Like he's he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I remember, okay, so I, I know I'm jumping around a lot. No. So I, um, another thing that I kind of do is I, I do a fair amount of like movie work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie composer that I work with a, a fair amount mm-hmm. in LA. Uh, we, we, um, his name's John Powell. We, we did Ferdinand together. We did Rio two together. Nice. We did those, you know, those movie soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he'll also call me like occasionally he'll work like an artist and he'll he'll call me and he'll fly me out to LA to do that uh, so one of those trips um, I want to say this was probably now this this was uh, this was before Ferdinand so this was I was recording with a um, there was a, a rock band in LA and he called me out to, to do their their session mm-hmm. so gotcha <clears throat> alright so I was flying out to, to LA to do a recording session with, with John Powell, the composer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I told Verdine, you know, I told uh, Verdine White that I was going to be in L.A. And he was like, okay, cool. Drop by the house. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I get out there and um, I remember we did the first day of the session and um, I went over to you know, Verdine sent me his address, and you know, it's it's definitely like Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, not Beverly Hills, but it's definitely Hollywood. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm just, yeah it's definitely Hollywood. You know, like it's it's like this is a legit movie star, like movie star kind of celebrity address. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so I'm driving over to Verdine's house in my little tiny rental car. I get <laughs> to his house, and I'm like, oh wow, this thing is amazing. Um, and uh, I get there, and uh, his his wife opens the door. And, you know, she lets me in. She's she's a sweetheart, yeah. um, and uh, she's just kind of showing me around. She shows me, you know, she's like, uh, shows me the, his den or whatever. And she's like, he'll be down in a minute. And uh, in the meantime, she's like, uh, you want anything to eat? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, she brings you know, she brings me some snacks or whatever and I was like thank you so much and um anyway Verdine comes down and uh we're, we're just we just sit, we're sitting there talking and I'm looking around his house it's like pictures of, of like him. there's so many like there's so much history in Verdine's house yeah it was just like pictures of him with like every president there ever was you know um just you know like record gold records everywhere crazy um so the funny thing is his wife, I remember before he came down, his wife was kind of, I was like looking around, like looking at, I was like, there's so many like, like gold records here. And she's like, she's like, hey, don't forget to look at this wall. And she said, her <laughs> wall. She's like, I have gold records too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 
okay, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> you know, so she, you know, she showed me hers, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, like you're, you're legit too. So uh, anyway, so like, but he's just so he's so down to earth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he he's he's done so much, uh, but like he's like whatever my career may look like at this point, like it's it's nothing compared to the things that Birdine has done. Yeah. You know I mean? And he, he's just been so kind to me and, and, you know, like he's taken me under his wing and, you know, even, you know, for like, for like a long time, like, you know, like Verdine, it was just, it was just, it's just friendship. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and, you know, like him inviting me to his house, you know, it, it just meant so much to me. Like he, yeah. he trusts me enough to, to have me over kind of thing. And um, so let's, let's fast forward. So fast forward to last year, uh, Verdin called me for a gig. Mm-hmm. Um, and he calls me and he was like, um, would you be interested in, in working with an artist that uh, I'm working with? Um, so Ashley Simpson yeah. and um, Evan Ross. Uh, they're married. Um, Ashley Simpson is uh, Jessica Simpson's sister. Mm-hmm. You know, she, you know, she, she, Jessica, you know, both of them have music careers. Uh, Evan is uh, Donna Ross's son. Yeah. And, you know, he's a, he's an actor, but this was going to be his, uh, his first kind of jump into the music world. So Evan and Ashley, you know, they did an album together. Verdine played bass on the album. And then after the fact, Verdine was like, um, do you want to do the tour? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, same same scenario. This was a maybe a Friday, <laughs> uh, and it was this was uh, the the week the the weekend that I was flying out. Like I remember, I had a, I had like I played a wedding. Yeah. In um like the lower part of South Carolina, and I was trying to get back up to Greenville, which is the upper part of the state, mm-hmm. so I could make that flight. So I was. It, it, it was kind of a stressful weekend because, like, it was like, it's, it's, are the plans going to get canceled? You know, you know, all these things that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I drove all the way up to Greenville. And, of course, my flight got canceled. <gasps> so, and, you know, it, it wasn't a big deal. It just, it just meant that, like, I, I, meant I missed a day of rehearsal. Yeah. Um, and you know, they understood it or whatever. So, so I get up to – I finally ended up getting to, to L.A. about Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a week of rehearsals for the tour. And, uh, you know, it was my first time meeting all of them as well. You know, first time meeting Ashley and Evan. Mm-hmm. And they're also two of the sweetest people that I know. Like, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of learned over the years, you know, just working with, you know, I've worked with a lot of different artists. Some, you know, I've learned, like, sometimes artists need their space. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm kind of when I when I meet an artist, a lot of times I'm I'm kind of standoffish. So I'm like, you know, let me see, let me see how, you know, how they how they want to, you know, how they behave and kind of, you know. So I just kind of, you know, it might seem that I'm kind of like just kind of standing back and kind of trying to stay out of people's face. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Ashley was completely different than that. Like she was just like, hey, <laughs> let's hang out. <laughs> you know. And uh, I remember Verdine came to me and he was like, uh, hey, uh, 
you know, he, he knew what I was doing. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, you don't have to do that. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Verdine came to every one of those rehearsals, sat in the rehearsals, and, and every night he would call me and, and, and just, hey, everybody treating you okay? Oh, wow. Everything good? Just to check on me. And, uh, you know, I, I sometimes I, I joke, I, I call Verdine my, my bass granddaddy. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or I guess I guess I mean, he's not he's not that old, but I guess he'd be like, well, he'd be more like my base daddy or whatever. Yeah. But um, um, like he, he really looks out for me. That's awesome, you know I mean? though. Um, so he came to every one of those rehearsals and and uh, just kind of sat there and took his notes and you know, he saw something, you know, like you know, he was like, a, I think at one point he was like, hey. Get it, you know, dance a little more. I was like, okay, cool, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't dance like you because you're burning white. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I can, I can, I can try. <laughs> uh, so you know, we did that tour, and it was great. Um, and uh, so, oh, another thing about Verdine is like he, he's he's a real like people person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, every, anytime they come anywhere, like when when Earth Wind and Fire is doing a show anywhere near where I live. He'll call me. He'll be like, uh, "We're doing a show. Um, y'all want to come?" <laughs> <No problem. laughs> and uh, you know, he'll 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 pick it. You know, he'll hand pick our seats and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, he'll usually pick us something in the fir- the front row. Oh wow, nice. And, uh, and okay, so you know the uh, what's the what's the the big arena in Charlotte? Um, um I know they've called? changed it like fifteen times. The name of it. Um, not it's Fillmore. Still, it's the one right beside of that one. I'm, I think I'm talking about the Fillmore. Oh, about the Fillmore. Fillmore, yeah. So, so the, the Fillmore. So there's the Fillmore room, and then there's there's the Fillmore like a, like kind of outdoor mm-hmm. arena thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I actually played the the Fillmore room when I was playing with Janelle Monae. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when Verdine invited us to the Fillmore, I was thinking they were playing the room, but then we get there and it's like, oh no, you're playing the big boy. <laughs> They're playing the big boy arena. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they actually used the, the room that I played with Janelle. They used that as their, like, green room. Oh, gosh. And, <laughs> and like, meet and greet kind of area. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, anyway, so my wife and I, we, we get to the, we get there, and it's like, you know, all these people. And, uh, you know, our seats were right there in, in the front. And uh, same thing as always, like, it's, it's like towards the end of the show, like Verde's doing his little thing where he's about to run off the stage, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. he's kind of he's running back and forth, and uh, he's you know he's playing a few licks, and then he's about to run off stage. And before he does that, he looks out. I see him looking around, and he points at me and my wife, and he was like, "You know, like I see you." And he was like, kind of like signal, come back to the green room, kind of thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh. So you know, you know, she got to meet him, and he he was so nice to her, and uh, you know, so like you know, he he's just a you know, he's just the nicest guy. <laughs> oh, I love you that. know, yeah. Like I, I I can't say enough good things about Verdine. Like yeah, we we all know, everybody knows. Like everybody knows. Like he's one of these three original guys of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Everybody knows he he basically owns Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. Everybody, they know all that stuff, but I don't think people, you know, people don't know like the, hey, he's a good person kind of stuff. Isn't that nice when you meet someone that you've looked up to for so long and they are better than you expect? You know what I mean? Right. So. Right. Because I've, I've, I've also met people 
the, the opposite. <laughs> They've been the opposite. Same. And then, you know, I, I won't I won't talk about those people, mm-hmm. but like, you know, like I, I've met uh, several people where it's like, oh my gosh, all right, okay, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I've had one or two oh. of those as well, but you know, they're good stories if nothing else. But it's so nice yeah. when you meet those people that are the exact opposite, right. and they're just good humans, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> so. One more, one, one last Virgin story. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll leave it alone. Okay. So you remember when I told you I was in marching band? Yeah. So the eighth, my eighth grade year, uh, there was this thing in town called Freedom. It's like a little event called Freedom Weekend Aloft. Mm-hmm. And um, they would fly like these big hot air balloons and all this good stuff. And Earth, Wind, and Fire came to my hometown. What? And this was... See, if I was in the eighth grade, that would have been somewhere around maybe 96 mm-hmm. or so. Okay. Now, Verdine White was my base idol for a long time. But also for a very long time, I didn't know his name. All I knew was Verdine was the guy that wore the red suit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So as my childhood, Verdine was the man in the red suit. Mm-hmm. All right. So Earth, Wind, Fire came to my town. All right. I played with the marching band at like the something earlier that day. And I knew Earth, Wind & Fire was coming. Now, that was a ticketed event. I was 12 years old. Also, you know, my, my family didn't, we didn't have a lot of money for extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I climbed on that fence <laughs> and I watched the entire, their entire show hanging on the back <gasps> of a fence at the back of the way at the back but i was like i I was like i'm watching this thing (laughs) right and uh i watched it to the very end and you know that was the end of that yeah you know what i mean like i saw urban and fire the first time now maybe a year ago i'm sitting in verdine's house right Mm -hmm. and i thought about this and i tell verdine the story and um you know it, it, it was just—it was kind of crazy to me because I was, I was like, "I was like, I'm, I'm sitting in your house now, yeah, talking to you, and like, I never saw that as a thing that would happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you—you've been like my—you've been the dude I wanted to be like since I was itty bitty little kid, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you face to face in your living room. Insane. You know. Anyway, so you know it. it we we had a we had a nice little moment and you know he was like thank you for sharing and all that good stuff and you know but you know it, it's 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 just funny how like life you know life can life does crazy things mm-hmm. and you know? circles back to kind of where you begun as well and you're in a different position right. in a different seat right right which was cool right. too right. yeah yeah <laughs> okay last story <laughs> that was it. <laughs> No, I love it. And I feel like that's perfect. Like telling kind of where you went through who you met, you like answered all my questions I was going to even ask you. And I love it. Okay. So, well, yeah, because I was just going to ask you about some of the things and with some of the artists you're playing with and your favorite stories. And I feel like I've heard a lot of them. The one thing though, I didn't ask, and it's my favorite thing to ask at the end of the episode um, is knowing all you know now, what advice would you give yourself as a child or someone that is just starting out? Like who, what would advice would you give to someone younger? T- okay. This is okay. I'm, I'm big on this one. All right. Mm-hmm. So music degrees, 
Okay. Yeah. I, I have a I have a music degree. Uh, music degrees are great. Uh, but to be quite honest, I don't think anybody should pay anything for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I had scholarship for three years. My last year, I I ended up I had to borrow money to to get through my last year. Mm-hmm. Knowing what I know now. I would have just started working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I have a degree. It is wonderful. It's <laughs> on my wall. But <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I, I've had, I, I, when I first got out of college, I worked at a, a tech school for a little bit. I worked at the Cab Technical College for about two years part-time, mm-hmm. you know, while I was, you know, still doing music stuff. Um, I had to have a degree for that. Yeah. It's not music related. Um, <laughs> Isn't that the funny part? I did the same thing. Yeah. I had a, because I had a college degree, which was in music. Uh-huh. I had to have that for a, a job, a part-time job. <laughs> oh, but yeah. anyway, I can study. <laughs> so you, you get it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm glad I have a music degree, but like, if I could go back, you know, it, paying for that degree took a long time, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it was one year, because I went to a private school. Yeah. You know, it, they, you know, they, they think a lot of their, <laughs> their education. <laughs> uh, if I could go back and do it again, like I, I would, I would have made money. Yeah. I think I'm in the uh, same boat as you. Um, I never completely finished my four years. I have a master's certificate and I think uh-huh. you know I'm in the same boat as you I'm really glad that because I got an internship and it was doing backup vocals for different artists and you know the opportunity was going to be bigger than what I was going to learn in a seat so I'm with mm-hmm. you on that sometimes the experience and the, the knowledge of networking with someone and just getting to know people that are in the industry and working your way up do you think that mm-hmm. you would have possibly been even further than you are now if you would had just skipped college a little bit well, no. <laughs> we'll I, I, okay, okay, okay. No, okay. This is this is the reason why. Yeah. Um, I did get. I got a lot of stuff out of college, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I didn't get like useful things. So, like movie soundtracks. I'm saying I, I do a fair amount of movie soundtracks. That all of that stuff is written. Out. It is full notation. Mm-hmm. There's no chords over the top. There's no like. There's not anybody saying, "Hey, man, play this note." Uh, it is you get a stack of music mm-hmm. and they hit record and you go, if you mess up. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Uh, there, there's somebody else on speed dial. Oh man. <laughs> so true though. Oh, uh, uh, you know, I, I consider myself lucky cause I don't even live it. I don't live in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like people will call me from Poduck, South Carolina, where I live <laughs> and, 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 you know, to get me to, come record based on, you know, movie soundtracks. Now, I'm sure there's somebody in LA that can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, for some reason, people are still calling me, and I'm thankful. Yeah. Uh, but I do know if I, if I was not able to read music well, I would not get those calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you don't necessarily have to have a college degree to, to, to be able to, to read music well. Yeah. But for me, college was the point where I buckled down and really got into it. Gotcha. No, I'm, I'm uh, in the same boat as you. I think I would probably say the same thing to a lot of people too. And 
it's mainly just really digging into your craft and learning your craft, no matter if that's school or, yeah, I'm with you on that. Right. You know, and the thing is most people don't know what to, to study. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember like, here's another thing. So like, yeah, you know, I have the music degree, but like my, my music program didn't teach me how to get gigs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I got out, it was just like, uh, I remember asking <laughs> one of my professors, like, it was time for me to graduate. And I was like, so how do I start getting gigs? And he was like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let me see here. Uh, I have some colleagues, you know, they like throw out, you know, that word. I have some oh. colleagues that, that work in uh, live entertainment. Let me uh, send some emails. Oh, no. <laughs> not one, not one thing. And what I realized, I realized this years later, I actually, okay, so the theory and stuff is great. I use it all the time. You know, like I have to transcribe my own parts a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, that's a useful skill. Uh, but what I realized is that my, my college professors in college, they graduated with their doctorates or master's degrees and they went straight to teaching. <gasps> Wow. They never did live music. They've never worked in, 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 in the, the, the pop world or the commercial world. Dang. So I was, I, you know, I took four years of, I was like, I paid, I paid these people money to teach me how to do something they didn't know how to do. <laughs> I think that's more common and, than you think, probably. Oh, I, no, I, I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's... That's why I'm. That's why I'm getting back at. Like, yeah, a, a college education is great, but don't go, don't go in debt trying to get it. Yes, I am so agree on that. That's so awesome. I love that advice, and I am so like I was loving all your stories, and so thankful that you took the time out of your day and got to let me be a kind of a part of your world for a second. And for all of our listeners, I think they're going to really love everything that you said. And you had so many meaty points in there as well. And I really appreciate you coming on today. You're very welcome, Lauren. And let, let me say this too. Yeah. The first time I heard you sing, I was like, she has it. <gasps> well, and, and you remember, I was like, I, I want to play with her. <laughs> I know I'm still working on it. Cause we've been, I, we've been playing a lot. Nah, I, I met you. It's been maybe a year now. Uh, at a festival yeah. so it, it kind of lined up and I was the opener for you guys but you know it's a I usually play as a full band so they asked for me to do a duo, duo which was like that's always fun because yeah. you know within live settings you only have to plug in one instrument and then pretty much walk off right. stage how nice is yeah. that I'm, I'm not I'm not you know I'm not trying to kick anybody off any off any gig that's not a thing I do but I, I do want to do something with you at some point I love it well see <laughs> the, the, the cool thing with my bass player he lives in north carolina has a whole entire family he can hear this he'll know but he can't travel outside of north carolina so like i said you're gonna be on my speed doll so definitely (laughs) cool cool (laughs) i love it but yeah that makes my heart so happy that's a good note to end on (laughs) oh can i can i can i can i give the listeners my website yeah definitely i would love for them i'm also going to put it in the show notes too so if you're listening while you're in the car I will put all this information where you can easily click on it underneath the episode. So go ahead. Tell us where we can okay. find you. My website is www.mybassplayer.com. And I'll spell that out. It's www.mybassplayer.com. And 
com. I love it. Uh, you, yeah, and where are you? You can go there. You can go there and see like random pictures of me looking way more impressive than I actually am <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I doubt it. You're very impressive. No, and I honestly can see you doing so many more things than you've even mentioned today. You're going to keep just killing the game. I got to. I got bills. I got to keep doing it. I mean, same, same, same. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us this week on the Enlightened Musician podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theenlightenedmusician.com, where you can subscribe to the show on your platform of choice so you'll never miss an episode. Until next time, this is Lauren Light.